Yes, hello and welcome to the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. A massive round of football, and oh boy, not far until the finals. A big fortnight ahead. We had the three best analysts in the game, or maybe more like the three amigos: Ben Dixon, Brendan Goddard, Wayne Carey. Hello, how are you all? Good to Dave see. Boy. Good to see Dicko back this week, gentlemen. Yeah. Yep, just entertained a few clients up in Sydney last week. Yeah. I've been week Sydney before. with you, Flogs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doing your best work. You're always flying interstate, Dicko. I think in the curly questions, we're going to get your travel secrets. How are you able to just back up from all these red-eye flights? Which uh, oh, well, we'll work don't up answer, a don't answer. Okay, all right. We'll, we'll Stay about, tuned. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Hey, some massive stories. Uh, we're going to get to Eston straight away. Also, Jared Ruffhead, will he get a farewell game? And Jack Stephen... Can the Saints block his trade request? The Cats are certainly keen. Lots to get to. We're going to start with the Bombers. They were insipid at the weekend. Uh, Brennan Goddard. In fact, it's been a really poor three weeks. With a finals carrot dangling, they, they, they put up the white flag against the Western Bulldogs. Kicked 21 consecutive goals. Why is it that a team can just put in no effort at all close to September when there's the, the opportunity to play in finals? Well, I'd argue there was effort, but there was... And a lot of people would say there's effort because no one deliberately doesn't try. But there's my always my opinion. There's trying, and then there's or there's effort, and there's real effort. And it was eff- appalling, Brendan. And, and the effort required at AFL level is of the highest level. Yep. So, um, and it was noticeable. The only two players that were giving effort or playing playing instinctive footy, I thought it was more of a mental approach. Don't worry about anything physical. Everyone this time of year is dealing with the same issues. So, stop giving me that excuse. But mentally, they were so far from it and what that looks like in the field that guys making decisions around the ball off the ball defensively offensively it, that there was no decisions really and when they did they were poor ones so that is that's something mentally so the only two guys I was alluding to before was Zachy Merritt and Paddy Ambrose that looked like they were just playing footy instinctively making good decisions um, and the rest the rest of the guys looked like they but mentally something went wrong from the Port Adelaide game their review and through the week up until up until game because they up until the game so they they just they just weren't there mentally. You're being very kind on your former team. I don't I don't think they truly. Kind. Yeah, well, it was it was, it was horrendous. I, I said during the coverage I did that game I said every guy in the team bar the two I just mentioned would would and should walk in on Monday to the review mm. on eggshells and and the, but that's then what I said was that but they won't it won't get shown. They may show one two instances where it happened and then they'll say this is well, this is a trend. You don't reckon the blowtorch will be lit at Tullamarine this week? No. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or then the football club's not robust enough? No. Well, that's, But that's the footy industry, mate. Individually, they'll sit down with line coaches and go, let's go through your tape. But the old days of Grant Thomas, every game we played, you used to run through the game in the head and think, oh, was there an effort? I should have went harder and should have... Because you knew it was going to be shown in front of everyone in the team. And it wasn't personal. We knew it wasn't personal, but you didn't want to see it. So, therefore, you didn't want it to happen. So, therefore, you wouldn't let it happen or more often. So, they're not walking in on a Monday going, oh, they're going to show this and show think, that. And I don't think they believe they're good enough. I and, and they're not as simple as that. I mean, they've got some key injuries, and we talk about that every week, their, their reason. But that's not a reason they lost on the weekend like they did. They're just they're just not good enough, and I don't think they truly believe. Even though they strung some wins together, it was a, I like to say false economy. They weren't playing great footy. They fell over the line. Only just beat the Gold Coast, poor last week, and deplorable um, this week. As simple as that. That's they're, not they're, a talent thing. They're not a, they're not a good enough. They they don't have the depth that other teams have got. So they've got key injuries, and they know they're not good they enough. They don't. But and it was also the perfect storm. It was the perfect storm Correct. for the Bulldogs. Now, every now and then you're playing a game 
where absolutely everything just goes your way. Let's not forget two years ago. What did St Kilda do to Richmond? Do you remember that smashed game? 70-odd yeah. points Ab- at half-time, wasn't Absolutely it? smash them. Everything. The ball bounced there and over to there, into the lap. It was just everything went right. Everything went right for the Bulldogs. Nothing went right. So... So, yes, effort and confidence and all of those things built during... And then once a team gets on a roll, when I say a perfect storm, that sort of game that the Bulldogs played, you might only get one of those every three where you just... They were sharp. Everything turns to gold. They were hungry. Yeah, but, but they were everything. sharp. But when you look at it in isolation and instances in isolation, they were in the eight. Adelaide, I did their game yesterday. They were looking to get into the eight. And that was a team that was desperate and effort. And they hung in there with the Premiers and... Um, you look at that. I, their effort was absolutely disgraceful. Yes. Yeah. So that's like it, it was so, I'm not so below par. It was, and I'm not going to say this to disrespect Gold Coast, but if Gold Coast were on their game and they played Essendon mm-hmm. in the same Hang manner, on. they that, nearly they nearly did beat them. No, 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 no. I haven't finished. Yeah. They, they would have beaten them. On by Saturday 15 night. goals. Right, there you go. Gold Coast would have been in, well, beaten Essendon by 15 well, goals. they nearly did only a couple of weeks yeah. ago. That tells you where Essendon are at. Yeah. So, ta- talent, they, they talk about six force changes, but that it, that that, does, that doesn't control your ta- your, yeah. your, your effort and your, your mindset going into the game. And you said perfect storm. Well, yeah. Saturday night footy against the Bulldogs, who you knew what they were going to bring. You knew how they play, high handball. So, Pretty going into that game, preparing for it, I said they got opportunities to, for pressure around the contest because... Dogs give you opportunities to tackle and get the next tackle because they fill around with it a bit. But it was a, it was a, the the scene was perfect. It was a perfect. The set was seen. From Saturday night footy win. We're in the finals. Like the and form, then the to form. dish up that after last week's performance yeah. is the most disappointing. The form ladder thing. over the last seven or eight weeks won't show you this, but the Gold Coast Suns. Melbourne and Essendon are the three worst teams in the mm-hmm. competition right now, mm-hmm. by 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 a long way. Yep, and that's where the Bombers sit. The Bombers sit somewhere in and around Melbourne and Gold Coast. And you're right; I'm not sure you could probably juggle them and and get an answer. Well, but they they're the three worst teams. This is the truth of it. It's a nice footy club. Let's be honest. Essendon Wush is sitting there on the box, doesn't have his headset on. No real emotional response from Ross Lyon. Looked out on the ground. I oh, excuse Dyson Heppel because John, he's John Morsfold. You mean John Morsfold? So what did I say? Ross, Ross Lyon. Lyon. Sorry, John Morsfold. I oh, excuse Dyson Heppel because he's got a busted he's foot. Injured. Probably shouldn't have been out there. No. So that was a good effort. But I, I didn't see any response whatsoever out on the field. And I and, and you would know this better than me, PJ, but how is John Worsfold sitting on their bench on the bench? No reaction. Nothing. This is one of the worst performances from the Essendon Football Club in ten years. Oh do you think there's some legitimate question marks there? Yeah, or or the reason why he's kind of lifeless in a sense. Does he, know, does he know that he's not going to be there next year? That's what I'm That's the to. elephant in the room, yeah. isn't it? Well, the elephant in the room that's, is that's Blake Carousel is walking into that football club who's that, that's won fine. a premiership. Is he, he, the co- is he going to take over next year, BJ? That's what we're he hearing will. constantly. BJ. Sorry, Brent. Ben. Yeah, I'm Benjamin Joel, but I'm not BJ. <laughs> um, Can be, if you like. Blake Carousel will 100% take over. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be so like you think, Einstein to work that out. So that's what it looks like. Who do you think Wush is gone? I think his performance as a coach currently is not acceptable. I, I, I don't like the fact he's sitting there and he, he's one of those feared players when he played that as yeah. a coach you would have gone off your head. You've you got you to gotta spark something. You can't just cop 21 goals straight. Yeah. So and, we ca- saw, and we saw Ross Lyon in the box in the St Kilda game. 
going off his tree. Mm. And that that for me as a player, that's what I would. And say. and I'm only reading the play. I, I I'm not. And BJ's out now, so he's probably not privy to what's going on inside at the moment, the footy walls. Yeah. But unless you're in there, you, you can't make a, a proper assessment of John Worsfold. So I'm making an assessment on an outsider looking in. Yep. And if Blake, Blake Carousel is coming in, I know what the next step's going to be. He's not going there to be another senior assistant. No. He's going there to be the top dog. Yeah. And you need someone in there that's been at a successful club in the last five years. And he has. So so when when does it happen, though? So... Well, put it put it this way: at the end of the year, if the pressure's too much, John might be sacked. He would put up Makes his hand and go, "I'm not the right man for the job," and that would be pretty on well, mutual from agreement. The so then, Carousel would then be senior coach next year. Yeah, but but it wouldn't be a sacking. It would be a John. I don't think I'm the right man for the job. I tell you what is exciting for all of those reasons. So they're they're sitting in the eight. There's still so much to play out this yeah. year with two rounds to go. We yep. still don't know yep. the top four. And we still don't know the top eight. That's never happened. Never, ever happened. We've always known pretty much, yep. you know, where, where teams are going to finish. And just just while we're on that quickly. So when I say it's not a sacking, yep. coaches can be honest, can't they? They can say, listen, I'm not the right man for the job. Back mm. to WA yep. with his family. Absolutely. So that might be the scenario. And I don't know his personal mm-hmm. um, situation. situation or anything like that. But a guy that sits there like that and looks a little bit like... He's not present mm-hmm. in a game of footy when yeah. he should have been present. Mm-hmm. That tells you that something else is obviously occupying his mind. BJ, before we go, I'm going to talk about Richmond on West Coast in the second quarter. Do you think the call about Essendon's leaders is fair enough? We take the mickey and have a lot of fun chat about the pretzel stuff in, in your time there. But what did you honestly think about Essendon's leadership style? Because Zach Merritt, Dylan Shield, Dyson Heppel, all very good footballers... But is there something missing from that from that leadership rank? Oh, well, not only leadership rank and players, but I think that the the footy club itself it needs to be the whole of club. Yeah, but I think it ties in with Gen Z and the way footy's going and environments are created by a majority of the players, which are younger kids. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I'm I'm not comfortable with that because what I've seen and been a part of successful teams, albeit no premiership medallion, is a hard, honest, yeah. brutal. Environment, and which is why Joel Selwood is revered, and and so and from that, then great things grow. But kids can't cop that these days, and they struggle with it. So, yeah, I've I've I think I've said it before publicly, and I've said it to Dice to his face. One of his great strengths is he's empathetic mm-hmm. and he's very caring. And I said to him, I said, I wish you were more like me, and I wish I was more like you. Yeah. So to find the balance. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the, and the younger guys, they'll develop their own leadership qualities, but it would be trending towards that yep. real I, I, care and empathy. They like, still haven't. That, we've spent a lot of time on them. They, I still don't think they've recovered completely from what happened. You know, only not all that long ago. There's a footy club that was just obviously you know banished basically and started you know start again. Play set out for a year. They're not even two years after that at all finished. So. You know, we because of who they got in and their list and all the guys re-signing and everything, we all sort of thought they might be able to bounce back pretty quick. But they're only two, not quite two years. Two games off two years being back after everything being sort of equal again for them. So That's a podcast in itself. Yep. So yeah. I don't, you know, I, I personally, I don't think they've recovered from it. Mm. You and Mick Mouldhouse. And so. their, their best is here and their worst is here. So good teams, yeah. best is here and their worst is here. So, But I think that's got to do with the culture and how 
they do get better. So if, if I was saying, if, if this was John's last year, I would say the the man for the job and what they need and what I've seen is Ross. Yep. He goes there and, in my opinion, gets the best out of not only the players, but the footy club. Based on that, Ross has been linked to Carlton a number of times. A left fielder, would he be better suited at Essendon than at Carlton? Yeah, what 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 I know, I can't. I speak understand. For Carlton. Uh, Carlton Carlton haven't even spoken to Ross. No, but I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, well, from well, the perfect fit. Looking for at Essendon, the looking at them if in John isolation. wasn't there, then I think yeah, it's what's well, Essendon because that's that's the next step they need to take. They need his qualities. Do you yep. think there's any chance it can happen for next year? Well, I would say yes, but you're assuming that Carousel is going to then mm. take up the role next year. So mm. if John was to end his tender at Essendon this year then they're obviously going to miss the boat. They can't have an interim coach for a year, can they? It's been a very strong start from the three amigos. We're going to talk some footy next. Uh, Collar, sorry, excuse me, Richmond and West Coast. Game of the season at the MCG on Sunday. That coming up next on Don't Argue, powered by BetEasy. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including BetBoost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. Time for the second quarter on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. Geez, the biggest story in town this week, if it's not Essendon, it's going to be Jared Rufford because Hawthorne weighing up the decision whether to play your man, Dicko. It's a farewell game against Gold Coast Marvel Stadium on Sunday at 4.30. Let's be honest, if Rufford doesn't play, no bastard's going to be there. So it's going to be a small <laughs> crowd if the champion full forward uh, isn't going to be there. What, what do you honestly think, uh, Ben? I know he's a good friend of yours, but does he deserve the chance to play that one game with his mates, that course, last game. Of course he does. Of course he does. There's no doubt he deserves it. And you you strip it back and you say, Jason Dunstall, who's a powerful um, identity Figure. at the Hawthorne Footy Club, and no disrespect to Bung, but he doesn't make big statements. And last week he said he would be shocked, he would be like... Stunned. Stunned if he didn't get a game. Yeah. And then he spoke about his retirement game. Yeah. And I remember that. I was only a young bloke too. And Judgy, who was a Hawthorne person, it was nothing to do with anyone. It was about the club and the fans. And Bung was like, oh, I don't want to play. And Judgy said, you're playing. Yep. Because they need to say goodbye. Yep. And two blokes carried him off the ground, Johnny Hay and Trent Crowe. They talked about it for 10 years. Yeah. They loved it. Yep. And Alan Jeans came in and spoke before the game, and we all cried. We ran out through the banner, and Mark Graham always laughed about it. We were bawling our eyes out. Like, emotion. For Jason Dunstall. For Jason Dunstall. And he's a bloke that... He's the grumpiest bloke on the planet. Yeah, and that's it. So you look <laughs> and at it... loved him. Yeah. But everything comes back to the club, and it's all about Hawthorne. It's not about anything else. It's not about the selection, and it's not about whether it's going to win or lose. And Sam Mitchell said it's not going to make any difference whether they win or lose the game of footy if he plays. Mm-hmm. So as a Hawthorne person, you walk into Hawthorne and you jump in the lift, Duck and BJ, and there's a big quote from Dr. Sandy Ferguson. If you embrace Hawthorne, Hawthorne embrace you. He's embraced that footy club. Yep. More no, one, than, no one's more indignant. More than any human I've yep. played with okay. or been involved with that club. And I'll it's, tell you one thing. He had cancer, right? Mm. Now, that was pretty traumatic for everyone. And I cried. Mm. My kids cried because they love Ruffy. He's a beloved figure. He's a beloved figure. So when he came back and stood on Waverley Park for his training sessions, thousands of people turned up. Yeah. So you can't tell me mm. right now, and this has dragged on. There's a connection. 
He has to play. If he doesn't play, four thousand people will turn does, up. To does Marvel. he want it? Does he want to play? And, yeah. and uh, you know what's fascinating? There's a, there's another angle to to all this. Yes. Here we've we've played on a weekend. I went to Canberra and Clarko. You know, he's 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 mind games in terms. Yeah, shirt off, having a bit of fun with the boys. Made a point to go out there. The players were laughing. It was snowing. You know, they they embraced the cold. Let's you know, let's do this. Um, he walked. Walked out in his shorts and his T-shirt, all of that. And yesterday for Box Hill, Ruffy mm. ran out in a long-sleeve jumper. The last player to run out. Now, if if you're telling me that is not a message... To Clarko? I'll go he. Really? You you cannot tell me that that's Thumb not his a nose message. at the Super There coach. is not... There was not one player in the snow wearing <laughs> a long-sleeve Guernsey. There was not one other player for Box Hill wearing a long-sleeve Guernsey. And the former captain, four-time premiership player, ran out in a long-sleeve jumper and last to run out. If you're not telling me that's not a message... That's I'll, a fair call. That is, it's a fair call. That bro. is a message if, if I've ever seen one. So clearly, Clarko, if you listen to his messaging, his messaging has, has been, and it has been for a number of weeks now, you know what? We'll assess it. We'll do this. We'll do that. Then on the weekend, he just said he's had his time in the sun. He understands that when he was starting, there were there were uh, young guys that he put out of the team. He mentioned your name, Dicko, that when he and Buddy got to the club, they had to make way for these young kids coming up, just like Ruffy knows. And he said, you know what? We'll judge it. We'll judge it later in the week. And he said, he did say, there's other ways... There's other ways to send a player off rather than give them these games. Which well, the bottom line is we haven't heard one a good argument, or, or let alone a argu- an argument against it as to why he shouldn't play. Why he shouldn't play, other than what Clarko said. Got to move on. What your quick insight, BJ? You played in Cozzy's last game. Was it Bakes's last as well? No, no, Cozzy, not Cozzy's. Cozzy's. Uh, I was at Essendon. That's the point. Oh, where? Yeah. Okay. Cozzy's against Freo. That that was. A brilliant send-off for Cozzy. Was it Schneid's, Schneid's, was it? Okay, so you played in that environment. What's it like when you've got one of your best mates, it's our last game, does it feel like a bit of a celebration? How important is it? Yeah, it was great. I was at the, I went to the game and watched those two boys f- finish. So it's, yep. it's important, and particularly the where they are in relation to ladder and what they're... I said, what what, what are two young kids, whoever yep. it is, going to get out of a, a game against Gold Coast when they can't make finals? Yep. So it doesn't really... There's no argument... Against it, it doesn't make sense. Yep. And other than being stubborn and and Sam Mitchell said yesterday he still remembers that Johnny Barker's last game. Mm. Like yeah, we see, we had fun in the last quarter. Clark goes, just get him the. We want a goal. See. Johnny's got to kick a goal, and we were running around laughing and 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 playing footy. Yep. But trying to get Johnny the ball, and finally we got it to him, and he kicked it, and he still remembers that. So what's so 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 using a great example there, Clarko then. Embracing it, start of his career. Like I was coaching. Yep. yep. Yeah. No, so you know, and then you find yourself. Uh, look, it's, it's fascinating. Yep. And it's it's the bit to play out. Well, you like know I him said. as well, Doc. This this is what I said. Well, Clarko's changed from when I knew him. He's become a super coach. He's changed. Hang he's not. On. You know. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, he's not. I, I I played with him as, a, and I haven't played under him as a coach. But he's changed. He's become a he's become a massive figure. He's become well, you've you know, the, with him the a godfather. Of times. Hey, you blued with him a couple of times. Well, we don't have to agree on everything. That, that's what I get paid to do. I get paid to have an opinion on on footy, just like I have an opinion on Ruffy, and I have an opinion on whether it should have been handled better. In my opinion, it could have been handled earlier, should which have. would have taken the noise yep. away from it and given Ruffy a little bit more, as you maybe a little bit more respect, but. You know what? I'm not at the Hawthorne Footy Club. And the person that, that invariably, I, do, I will say this, 
the person involved sent a pretty strong message, in my opinion, yesterday. With the sleeves. With the sleeves. Fascinating. So even if it was to happen now, it's pretty unlikely that Ruffy would fully embrace enjoy it. it. I, embrace who it. knows? I can just imagine, I can picture him playing and him kicking a last quarter goal or a third quarter goal and him just being mobbed by his teammates and, and that would be Guess just what? such a special moment. You know I'll tell you what, Mitchell Lewis would, would, if he plays with him, he'll remember that for the rest of his career. That's what I said in my article. And I so, said, so he's helped develop this we got to move on. So, no, no, the, the, I'll no, tell you, you what. You've got you to hang on this. This is good. Dicko, Go. if he plays, if Ruffy plays... Wear a long sleeve, Ruffy. <laughs> <laughs> but so it. all the 40,000 that turn up to see Ruffy. So it's more yeah. than uh, just and, Ruffy. And, and, and it's four or 40. You're spot on, BJ. 4,000 or 40,000. Yep. And Hawthorne need the crowd numbers. We've got to touch on the Tigers, Duck. You saw him yesterday. They get Martin and Cochin back for the game of the season against West Will Coast. Will he be back, Cochin? On Sunday. Well, Hardwick, a pretty quick hammy. Hardwick said he expected oh, him to play. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give him another week off. I know it's a, it's, it's a massive game. Mm. But Who you wins? You don't want to take a risk. Who are you backing? Ooh, Who's I'm, better placed to win the premiership? Well, well, if Cochin and Martin are both in, I'm going to go with the Tigers. If they're out, I'm going to go the other way. But right, right now, yep. they're both really healthy lists and that's why they're sitting at the top of the tree along with Brisbane they've all got healthy lists it's amazing isn't it and the other team's struggling yep. um, not so um, the Cats the other one that probably still not in you know I still don't think they're best form but yep. um, and they made some changes but uh, right now if Martin comes back Cochin's still out uh, I reckon I'll lean towards the Tigs does it mean much boys if whoever wins this game does it mean much? Is it any sort of advantage? I mean, I know they're playing for top four berth, which yeah, is important exactly. for Richmond. No, it does is. it have any no, bearing no, on? No, no, yes, it does. Massive, is massive, it? massive. Yeah, because they, they, they because well, for well, top four, for West Coast, want to finish top two. Yeah. They for want positions. They want, yes. yes. Yeah. No, but it, in terms of no, the, but you're asking the, the psychological edge. Because um, whoever no, wins is no, the best team no, in the comp. No, no, yes, for me, yes, it does for me. Yeah. Bj, I think a little bit. Yeah, it does, but. Obviously, a lot can happen from even finals. So, yep. say West Coast finish top two, yep, get the home finals. They kind of waltz into a grand finals Going opposed to yep. Richmond. That's right. So, it, it, heaps of things can happen. But yep. in terms of a little, I think it it, it made more into West Coast. I think, especially because it's at the MCG. Yes. So just to get that huge carrot and get every one of us off their back a little bit. But mind you, they've won like four no, of the no, last no. five. No, no, no. MCG yeah, is not but a someone will no, still bring it up. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but it'll just, it'll be more for West Coast. Our, our, next, our next two weeks, our next two weeks is, Crack is, Jack. is awesome. I'll awesome. tell you just another thing to bring up, Go. Jay. This, the floating round that we have in the last round, mm. I, I think that that'll come in next year and it could come in where we've got the last three or four rounds that are floating. For for instance, like the Friday night game this weekend is not a great one. Stinker. And then you've got some other cracking games that mm-hmm. could they they could have been shuffled around. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that'd be a good thing if that came in. Do you all agree? Yeah, I do. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Boys, we're going to talk about the cats uh, in the next quarter, and also Duck, you're going to come off the long run with your roast. It's been a cracking start on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by Bet Easy. BetEasy Same Game Multi is available across every AFL match on the BetEasy app. Simply combine your selections from the range of markets available on the same game, all in the one bet. BetEasy, official wagering partner of the AFL. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. Time for the Premiership Quarter on the Don't Argue podcast. Powered by BetEasy. What do you got for us, Doug? Fair weather 
fans is what I'm <laughs> going to talk about. And the reason why fair weather fans, Melbourne and Collingwood. I mean, Collingwood, the biggest, the biggest uh, club in this town, and just no one turned up. Can you believe it? I How mean, many yes. were there? Queen's I birthday. Oh, Why would they want to rock up? About 30,000. Now, when I say fair weather, the reason why I say that is because, yes, it was cold and, yes, it was wet, but I was in Canberra on Friday night and it snowed. It snowed. And you know what? Well done to all the Canberra people that now have embraced GWS. They came out. There's about 11,000. It was sold out. Some people didn't come because of, it was cold. By the way, I wouldn't have <laughs> because it snowed. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gone. But the fact that they turned out like they did just shows you how much they've embraced their team. Yet this team, the oldest club, oldest club, I think. Yeah, along with Geelong, to be, the yeah. old, claim yeah. to be the oldest club in this country, in the world. In actual fact, why, would they, why would they rock up? One though? of, and they did why not even. They? they do not even turn up. And I know there would have been plenty of snow, and there's a lot of jokes about them going to the snow when the footy season's on and it would have been a really good weekend for that. But they, the fact that they can't turn, and I know their clubs, they're really struggling, but you go to a place like Canberra who haven't always been Aussie rules uh, fans, so to speak. They've embraced. North Melbourne tried to go down there at one point. This town, this, this city has embraced has embraced GWS for them to turn up, and yet Melbourne fans not turn up. I just thought it was really, oh, really I'm, poor. I'm and they better turn up. This Friday night. Why would, why would they? Because it's a Friday night game. And it's a big game and it's massive. And they're playing Sydney. And Sydney and Melbourne, it's yeah. a state of origin. Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> turn up, Melbourne Duck, fans, because I want you know it to be a good atmosphere. Up? I'm a big fan of your roast, normally. <laughs> this isn't a roast. This is like a steamed vegetable. No, you know what it is? <laughs> it's, it's a, a plea. It's a, <laughs> it's a plea because I've got to be at the ground so you come. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a roast. That's, a, that's cold soup duck. It's fair to say they're not going to rock up. They've had a poor year to and nor should the fans go. Well, if Geelong was 17th on the ladder, would you turn up? No. There you go. There's your answer. Yeah, no, been, 17th, just going as bad as... stinky. It's got to cost them a lot in the bottom line, Melbourne yeah. fans. Hey, the feel-good story of this season, uh, probably Mad Jack Dor, Jack, Jack Stephen and Daniel Hanbury for St Kilda, not far off yesterday. Put on a couple, Jack, fair to say. The, 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 the jumper was, was pretty tight. What do you think, Dicko? Doesn't matter um, what you look like, mate. It's whether you can get the onion. And Kenny. And, and keep running. Yeah. <laughs> he, he showed that there's... Plenty of magic left in in that tank. He's still got the burst. He's still got the breakaway. It was fa- it was fantastic. I've seen some hard trainers in my time, and when when I say trainers, I'm yeah, not come on, put into context for him. Not not pre-season running around oval trainers. I'm talking when the footies are out trainers. Yep. He's up there. The with, sprinklers with pop one up. Of the, with one of the best I've ever seen. Yep. He's an animal yep. when the footies come out. So. You said he's carrying a couple of kegs. I think he did after the game as well. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. That's, why is, that's why we're okay to talk about it. Which is great because he's pretty open and you know him. So he's a laid-back bloke yep. from Lawn. So he, he he just finds the onion. You've got to play whether he's in condition or not. But yep. I love how he used him. He used him forward, obviously. Yeah. Kick three. Yeah. And how good was his burst, body work? He's a burst, oh, he's a burst player. When he, yeah. he's, he's exciting to watch. He's mm. one of the players that when yeah. he's up and about, you go, yeah, I like watching him play. I'll give you an example, Duck. So he comes back into the team. Mm. The Saints boys get a little lift. Did they? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. because he's so well respected. So that just gives you an example oh, well, they, of the they back love of what him. Like, They love him. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely love him. So they get a lift, and we don't want to back over and uh, roughy, but, you know, 
Mm. Hawks will get a lift too in that. So, so yeah. a legend of your club comes back and kicks. What did he kick? Three? Three, three yeah. goals, one. Daniel Hanbury. Hanbury good as well. Hanbury yeah. was great. That, yeah. That's the sort of form that can frank the trade if it continues. Because ran, ran into Hanbury a couple of, oh, I reckon it was a couple of weeks ago. So he wasn't didn't play that week. A couple of jars. And uh, no, no, no. He he was having dinner with some of the young Saints players. Mm. I just thought, you know, that, that's, that's good. Yeah. I mean, he's not playing, but he, you know, he's a he's a Premiership star. He's a uh, what three time All Australian or whatever he is. Uh, you know, he's yeah. he's he's a gun. He's a gun. And, and, great he, and he, yeah, and that. But that's what I'm saying. Just being out out taking some young boys out for dinner. Um, you know, sometimes it's not everything that you do on the ground either. And he's 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 going to be everyone that thinks that this is a bad deal. Um, you, please just watch this space. And what he adds uh, when you're at training, like when he was injured and he's doing the old boring run throughs and that, he was stopping his run throughs and coming over and telling blokes what to do was and he? all that. So he often speaks up in the meetings and gives his got a great look at the game. Yeah, and he's got great leadership. I want to talk about you for a minute, uh, Dicko, because uh, although it was a thrilling win. A, uh, a last-minute set shot by Josh Bruce to pinch the win over Fremantle. You being the goal-kicking coach, <laughs> you poured your heart and soul into this My football club and over the past oh, two years. Oh, in the Saints. And it paid off, mate, because when the pressure was on... You snuck it in. He, yeah. ki- he kicked the goal. What were the text <laughs> messages between you and Brucey like last night? Uh, they were pretty good after the game. Yep. Oh, mate, yeah, he, Later he, that he, night, though. Yeah, I didn't go that late. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it was, I just said, well done, mate, because he's, he's worked really hard. And he gets that's pressure. Like the siren hadn't gone or anything like that, but he knew what what it was, and he's changed a lot in the way he's gone about his kicking. But it's all him. He's worked his backside off. I was wrapped for him. I was wrapped for rats too, because to come from behind and do what they've done, he's been phew, pretty hard not to. Uh, is he the man? I I think he is, but I'm not in the. Well, you are there. I'm not, I'm not on the committee to. Select. You are there. He's the most quali- He's the most qualified. Deflection. He's been the most qualified assistant. For, for a long time. I'd yep. give him the job if I, if it was me. Do you think they will? Uh, I think they will. Yeah. When you spend a year at the footy club, it's not like you're coming into something new and all that. He knows what he's up against so, and, and he knows what he's got to do. So that's a, that's a big head start mm. for any coach. He's that, done it before. Exactly. But he shouldn't have even been sacked from Carlton, yeah, so, so put it in perspective. So then Brad Scott is jobless. Unless... AFL. Oh, he's getting a job at the AFL, AFL headquarters. Oh yeah, okay. I'm talking coaching. Yeah, yeah. D- does he deserve another one, BJ? Oh, I'm I'm not educated enough to. You're so. a football expert, mate. This is your job. Does I'd, li- I'd like to know more of what what he's like as a coach. Okay, but of of all the coaches that have either been sacked or left, he's he has to be at the top of the list, doesn't he? Because I w- I he's walked away from well, a job. Was. I don't know yeah. if he's now. No, no. So, I'm talking about coaches just out. So we're talking about guys that have been given the Kyber and all that. Mm. Or, or regardless of that, doesn't it? Even if, if you had an order of best available, yep. he's, he's probably at the top of that, isn't he? Well, there's three vacancies and he might not get one of them. Yeah, so, so it's interesting. Duck, uh, before we go to the last quarter, Geelong played Mark Blitzarves in the ruck. So he's all Australian defender almost or in the inner conversation. Cat's been struggling in the ruck. Chris Scott swings him in there and uh, they turn on the form. Is that the way forward for Geelong? Um, well, right now they clearly thought that on the weekend. Mm. Uh, he's he's it's a, a player. No, he's a player that can play anywhere. I mean, that's his great strength. We've, he's, he's shown that he's won a BNF in two different uh, two different positions already on the field, and he can play in the ruck. That's that's an area that 
they they haven't had anyone that has really grabbed mm. it, have they? Oh, they've been crying out. For that's it. right, and said this is mine. So I think it'll be I don't think it'll be horses and courses, depending on who they come up against. Yeah. Whether he plays in the ruck or full back, yeah. if they're playing West Coast, I reckon he's got to play back yeah. because yeah. he's he'll, he'll have to take either Darling or or uh, Kennedy. So, mm. but if they're playing someone else. Um, if they were playing Richmond, he's probably playing back. But if they were playing, you know, that might change or a little bit. Or if they're vulnerable in the ruck, so if yeah. they come up against Collingwood. Grundy. Grundy. Mm. So it would be pretty daunting if you're mm. coming into a game and you know he's playing in the ruck. And they don't They don't need him down back against Collingwood either. Well, essentially. Yeah, but yeah. So Holes. depending, so right. I agree, depending on who they're playing. It's but going to be a movable feast. Mm. Yeah, but yep. they've been crying out. So if they think they can cover with Henderson Taylor, cover their tall forwards, the opposition... I reckon he's well suited in the ruck. But centre square bounce, probably more suited than around the ground body work. But then, mate, good luck chasing him and, mm. and finding him in general play. That means they're unpredictable to the opposition too. Heading into September, been a very good third quarter. we got the curly questions next on Don't Argue, powered by Bet Easy. With BetEasy Sky Vision, not only can you watch every Australian race live, you can now watch and bet in widescreen or landscape mode from the one screen within the BetEasy app. Simply rotate the phone and you'll see how we've raised the game. BetEasy Sky Vision, gamble responsibly. It's time for the fourth quarter on the Don't Argue podcast, powered by BetEasy. Duck, we saw it leaner, lighter. More streamlined, Mitch McGovern, uh, for Carlton. <laughs> Didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> Lena, Lena Lighter. Uh, for Carlton on Sunday. Do you think he has turned the corner? Are we going to see... Is he? Is this going to be the new fitness standard for the rest of his career? Well, it has to be. If he doesn't want to be a wasted talent, yes. But he did look leaner. He did look fitter. And he looked hungrier. Maybe because he's leaner. <laughs> and fitter. Uh, no, he looked hungrier for the footy. Uh, yep. Rather than Tucker, yeah. So and so he and he did. He got around the ground. He was leaping at the footy. He didn't have he didn't have an unbelievable game or anything like that. But he still floats in I, and out of games. I, uh, but he, you know what? Once he gets, I mean, it's his first game back. Yeah. So he's been doing a training block. Been in the cage once he for... once he gets and he's not match fit. But he he you know what? I'm 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 actually proud of him. I think it's great. He's gone back. He embraced it. He didn't whinge. He didn't moan. He said he knew what he had to do. I think I don't think he hid behind mm-hmm. anything other than the fact that he he knew he had to get fitter. And um, well done. Yeah. Well done. He's got two games now to to uh, finish off the year, and then and then get stuck right into a to a big preseason. If he he's clearly got talent. He's mm-hmm. clearly got talent. But I'm not sure he's a forward defender. Yeah, I'm not sure he's a forward. I, I'd I'd be if like he gets brother. if he gets his fitness up. I mean, he's the sort of guy that you can just throw, you can throw into some few different areas. But, but well done, BJ. Just on the the pants size issue. Did you ever have a formal commitment for, with Lean Cuisine? Were you an ambassador for them at some stage? No, no, or no, no, no. Was um, it light and easy? Light and easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, light no. and easy. Yeah. You and Hodgie. You no, never, I never, you never paid Hodgie though. Were you? No, no, I just, I just liked it because it was one because it was easy. And it was light. <laughs> I sounded like that there. It was light. No, but it was just convenient. So, yep. like, I used to go through periods in pre-season. I'd start, I'd clean up my diet four or five weeks out um, to start a pre-season. Then in pre-season, it was just as soon as I started, it was on the light and easy. I used to go on low-carb diet before Christmas, see how long I could last, <laughs> just to lean down mm. and um, trim down. So I, I actually had a competition with myself to see how light I could get maybe like four or five years ago. Sounds fun. And... Um, I got down. I saw eighty nine kilos on the. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, and uh, the. But Did the, you have one foot on the scale. <laughs> the, but the body just it just 
few weeks later, I just couldn't cope. So I was like, I need, I need a big pizza and pasta. And then Couple the body was telling me I need an extra. So I then half a chicken. Two months later, I was at ninety four kilos again. <laughs> oh really? Well, I just because the body just it was just telling me that's not the right. Yeah. Right. What did you right. play at? It's not the right weight. Not the right weight. What did me. you play at? Yeah, about between ninety five and ninety six. Yeah. So, you, you, played, so you played yeah. the same weight as me. That's wow. Yeah. I, I played at 95, 96. That's but, a I, but, but pre-season, I'd get down to the same thing. I'd get myself down to 92, 93. How did you get up then, that high on? Oh, okay, then, Heredia, Lamomba, So what was your weight, 95. did you say? 94 to 90. Because then come game day, I'm fully carbed, yeah. hydrated, so I'm, I'm close to that 96 number. So it was about 90, anywhere between 94 and 96. Well, Hodgie was the 90, like, threes, 94s. And mm. he went in light and easy. And when he weighed in... He was 82 kilos, and then yeah, he realised that his gut was on the towel rack and then lifted that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a funny boom, man. Boom. The, goal, uh, the yeah, goal king yeah. coach. In all seriousness, what did you think of um, Joe Danaher meeting Sydney? Did you read into that? In well, any? I didn't. Um, you think it's okay? Well, it is, if, if the reasons that he's telling us for. But you, Do you there, believe him or not? There may be. Well, Sydney are notorious for being pretty sneaky, as we, as we all know. So, no. Yeah, but... There is potentially a few rumours out there this morning or that saying that Essendon may have not known about the meeting. Really? Yeah. Have you, have you not heard this one? I thought they, they said they knew about it. Yeah, so I'm not uh, sure. They, clubs don't lie. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> I'm not sure. Clubs, clubs don't lie. Oh, he's saying clubs don't lie. Clubs. Never? No, they never oh, that's do. What I'm, that's, what I, that's, why, that's why when they have a crack at everyone else, that uh, anyone for that matter, that says anything against their club because how can they? And yet they talk more rhubarb than anyone. Mm. Yeah. So, so if it, we won't know until it's actually played out. So I'm not saying we all want to. We all want to know if there's more to it. But one, I'm not saying those two didn't. aren't telling anyone. So there might be four or five people actually know why they caught up, and there obviously there's two of them themselves. So we won't know until plenty of Joey smoke. resigns yeah. with Essendon. Or, I think there's a bit of fire to this one. I I'm, smell some. Fire. I'm not saying that they were lying about that one. But I'm just saying, clubs do tell porky pies. They do. Hey, uh, Duck, <coughs> Nathan Jones has resisted Melbourne's contract so far. I think there will be a deal done, but so far he hasn't signed it. Is he in their best 22 next year, Nathan Jones? Played it as a spare man of defence against yeah, Collingwood. He is for me, oh, yeah. but I love him. And I think I think what he's been through um, with that footy club, he deserves another crack at something. You know, I, They've obviously had a terrible year. Finals last year, I'd love to see him go on, and he deserves he deserves a he deserves a year I reckon. He's in my top fifteen, not top twenty two. He's not the problem. We spoke about this. Yeah. Nathan Jones is definitely well and truly in that twenty two. His magnets on there a long time before a lot of other blokes. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. And in contract wise, is it just because they haven't met the number, or is it the term like the? Duration. No, well, it's going to be one year's regardless. If the so number, it has to be the number. If the number's as poor as what I've heard. $265,000. I think that's, that's fair dis- for Nathan that's Jones. Plus matches. Are that's you kidding a, me? Plus matches. He's been their highest paid player for a long time, oh, Nathan well. Jones. Well, he, he shouldn't be dropping to... <laughs> he shouldn't be dropping to that That's figure. three podcasts for BJ. <laughs> mate, I, mate, I got a lot more than that to go to Adelaide, so he should be. Uh, he should. He be should be getting. getting it should be. It should be. A bit and that more. was it in two thousand and three, two thousand and four. That was fifteen he, years ago. Because he one, he's not a fringe player, so that's average salary. And plus, he's a leader of the footy club, so there's more responsibility. He offers more. He does more. So two sixty five is not fair. And uh, they'll they'll be a big mover next year, Melbourne. Well, up the ladder. Darren Burgess is yeah. on board there, and they're going to get they they're going to no, get a, they're going to get a weaker draw. Hey, they're going to get a, a good draft. Mate, Misso's a genius. It's got nothing to do with their fitness. 
Uh, they, they had a complacent off-season. Are you serious? BJ. It wouldn't have been for Misso not getting the program right. Okay. He's no, no, a, no. I'm not jet. potting him. I'm just saying because someone's coming in with some new techniques. Oh, right. Here's a question: Have the young? Did the young players get ahead of themselves, or did the playing group get comfortable? Think it's all going to happen for them in 2019. Combination of everything. Has to be for it to go this bad. I agree. Has yep. to be. Can um, St Kilda block Jack Stevens' trade request, Dicko? He says, I want to go be closer to family down in Geelong. Alan Richardson confirmed they blocked it last year. Can they do it this year? Uh, I'm a big one family first. So, legend of your club. What's what's still got? Another three? Four no. best and fairest. Yeah, two two years. Another two years. Yeah, if, on his deal. Um, I think what he's gone through this year, I personally, I wouldn't block it. Yep. I'd let him go because, you know, mental state. Family, yep. everything's very important, and he's been such a servant of that footy club. Yep. The cats have, uh, whatever's in the water down that way, the, the the come home factor. They've done all right out of players wanting to yeah. come. Not back. a bad way to live down there. No, that's but that's what I'm saying. I mean, they've that's the selling point, is it? They've been able. Time, I mean, yeah. Dalehouse, Danger, Danger, Rowan, and Rowan, and then well, no, was he from down yeah. there as well? And, yeah. and now now they'll get uh, Jack Stephen. Yeah. I mean, mm. some quality uh, quality. He'd be there. awesome in that midfield. Yeah, well, and Tim Kelly goes, I wonder what they're going to pay mm. for him. I mean, in terms of a draft pick, maybe won't be a high one. So I would have thought, based on his current mental state, that it would be heavily incentivised, I would have thought. As a that, deal. That would be yep. the smart thing. Mm. Before we go, geez, it's been a good podcast. Dicko, what is your secret on the plane? Your travel secrets. How do you stay so fresh when you're sort of flying this, you know, this side of the red country? Eye. You do have the red eyes. Yeah, I've got Perth red eyes, last yeah. night, you know, you've been Brizzy. in Adelaide. Brizzy, you're flying all over the place and yeah. you just you're, you you look great. Pretty you easy for mine, mate. Cash. I know what it is. What is it? Mick Martin used to call it. Moisturizer. <laughs> moisturizer. You, you're spot yeah. on, Duck. You've got to use moisturizer. <laughs> moisturizer. Is that the only choice? That's uh, it. Just to spark yourself up every it. now and then. That's it. Keep the skin nice and <laughs> just, um, just use the moisturizer. Oh, that's good. Uh. All right, boys. Uh, fantastic episode. A huge weekend of footy coming up. Thanks so much for joining us on the Don't Argue podcast. Moist, Moist, Moist. 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 Mo